The Sober Gay Podcast is fully self-funded. If you'd like to show your support, go to thesobergay.com and click on tip. Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that is my real last name. Today I'm joined by the multi-talented Maurice. We're going to talk about yoga, spirituality, and hitting rock middle. Enjoy the show. Hello, Maurice. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. Of course. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to jump right in. I want to know, um, how long have you been sober? Two years and two months. Two years, two months. That's almost like Aubrey. Um, so you got sober in like November of July. July, July of Yeah. <laughs> July of nineteen. July twenty oh, okay. second of two thousand and nineteen. Was it um was it one of those things where it was like a like a rock bottom sort of thing? Or were you kind of like already I'd call sober it a rock curious? middle. Rock middle. Yeah. Like um, because so many worse things had happened to me along the way and so many more reasons in which to choose to go sober. And of course there was a desire to go sober, um, but never the strong, sober rock middle moment that I got to have that was able, that allowed me to make the choice. Right, right, right. So um, when you hit your rock middle, <laughs> did you have previous times where you felt like that was probably a, a really rock bottom dark moment? At least like eight or nine yeah. that I could recall vividly right now right yeah absolutely what helped you to get sober it was honestly a conviction i just felt that the the challenge that i went through um was hard enough challenging enough and also didn't destroy my life in a way that i was in a very um safe container and bubble to make the choice so it's really the only thing i can explain like it just, I felt conviction in that moment that was free of any judgment or, right. or doubt. It was just this time there is literally no me writing in a journal. Oh, I hope I can get sober. Oh, I talked to my friends. Oh, I wish I can get sober. Like I just said the words mm. and I went to AA literally the day, the, the very next day after making the choice. Wow. So starting AA doing 90 meetings in 90 days. And then I moved on from that program. But, um, Going to meetings every single day for those 90 days definitely helped uh, just because it helped me reinforce the convictional choice that I made to go sober. But really, I just when I'm, I'm a Leo, like when I make my mind up, my mind is made up and there is yes. no changing my mind whatsoever. Right. So. I'm a Leo moon. So it's like, um, get it. yeah, I totally get it. I'm a Pisces sun Leo moon. So they always say I'm like caring, but like and passionate, but like in your face about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's why I probably have a show that helps people. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really cool though. Um, so you are a partier obviously then. Yeah. So were you, like I drank, I started drinking a lot in like when I was like 17, 18, just to kind of like bridge the gap between, you know, teenage years and adulthood. I just kind of made it one big party. And I think as queer people, we tend to do that because we, we just always want to be the life of the party. We always want to be keep going and keep going. And we notice all of our friends and all of our straights uh, going to school and being serious. And we're just like, yeah. go, go, go. You know what I mean? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I was always a partier. I started drinking pretty regularly in my early teen years and, and doing hardcore drugs. As an entertainer, I was mm. performing in gay nightclubs by the time I was 15. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, I was. I, I grew up in Florida. Uh, Tampa oh, or Trampa, yeah. as we say. We have a lot of and, listeners in Tampa. You know, and it's just, it's a place of debaucherous behavior. Um, and a lot of, there. I mean, I was introduced very young to the gay culture. I came out at 12, 12, 13. Yeah. Uh, I went to art schools myself as well, like we were chatting about earlier. Uh, yeah. And so I just was very involved with gay nightlife, gay club culture, uh, drag queens, and all that goes along with it, which is a lot of hardcore partying and a lot of alcohol a lot of al- like insane amounts yeah. of drinking at a very young age um my family was heavy heavy drinkers not really my parents but like my ex- my extended family my aunts my uncles um so it was just it just felt normal it didn't feel like anything crazy everyone was an alcoholic yeah and it just was normal i just was able to quote unquote function um and make really good grades and have work and worked as an entertainer as a musical theater performer and then of course you go on into professional musical theater and it's like good show drink let's bad show drink Drink. we love the director drink Drink. we hate the director drink Drink. uh and it just that that really reinforced a pattern Mm. that did not go away Um, yeah that's vicious and then uh, music festivals of course Mm. working in music festival culture and um being hired being paid to be the life of the party. Mm. Um, I was a endless dumpster of substances. Mm, <laughs> fine, but it, not really. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really enjoyable on many levels. And it was a dumpster. It was a vacant. Character development. Yeah, it was a vacant <laughs> pit of just lost memories. Uh, yeah, I was I was heavy into the drugs myself. Mm. I, I we just we must have just been the lives of our parties wherever we were. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a dumpster. I like that. Um, when so you got sober two years ago. So you you use yoga a lot. Yeah. I know that. Uh-huh. Is that something that helped you get to that point, or is it something like were you getting more inside of yourself? and realizing like, oh, there's some shit in here? No. No? no. I mean, I was teaching for about 10 years and and taking yoga prior to this moment. I was actually on a retreat as the lead yoga and party instructor. Like Mm. that was my job to lead this group of 60 people on a yoga facilitation. And then also throughout the day and the night, then be the party person. That's a weird mixture, honestly. It's, I mean, it, yes, it really was a weird mixture. Um, And, I'm perfect for that job. Yeah. Um, And so the way that I always explained it was I was able to speak both languages, spirituality, consciousness, yoga, self-study, and be able to also explore myself free of, in what I thought was confines or boundaries of, no, I'm, I'm a yogi, but I get to live my life. I'm a yogi, but I still play hard. Rock on. Let's go have a good time. Yeah. Um, That was kind of like the, the mindset. And I still have a lot of those beliefs. However, um, it wasn't necessarily yoga that got me to that point, but yoga, or at least the mindsets of yoga, mm. helped me when AA was there, for example. Um, I didn't necessarily vibe with the Bible, but everything they talked about was directly related to yogic concepts. I mean, the Bible itself is a scripture and text built on old mindsets and philosophies mm-hmm. of yogic script and texture, which Hinduism came before Catholicism. So, 
to me, everything that was talked about inside of the rooms, I was like, oh yeah, I can use that. And I used my own meditational practices and self-discovery practices in yoga. It's called Svadhyaya or self-study. And so it did help. Um, but it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what helped me get sober. You did. I really like... just made a decision and I had, I had wanted to make that decision hundreds of times before. Mm -hmm. And this time I just made it and I believed it and I just didn't stop believing it yeah That's i get it. that it was like I, I i can relate to that because i feel like for a long time i was lying to myself so much about sobriety and i would be i would just keep drinking and i would say you know one day i'm gonna stop one day you know or i need to stop i should stop and, yeah. and then it just took that one day like um <clears throat> like i remember the night before i quit drinking i i like just made myself drink with no music on no nothing i literally was like okay you know if we're gonna drink tonight Cause I was so sober curious that I was like right on the edge there. And I was like, you know, you're going to drink and you're not going to turn on any music. You're not going to have any fun. I want you to sit here and drink. So I sat there and I drank a bottle of wine in silence. Oh yeah. <laughs> Talk about the demons coming out. When we drink, we suppress so much with just music, do this, do yeah. that. But like, if you just sit with those drunk thoughts that come up torture, yeah, it was torture. It's called spirits for a reason. Yeah, it was, yeah and that was like my guides were just like oh he's about to quit because you know they were probably like yeah. oh they they were like oh he's about to quit drinking oh my god i can't wait tonight's the night and i was just like crying my eyes out like <laughs> what's the future hold like you know what i mean like complete mess like do you can you relate to that in any way were you a mess when you stopped drinking or was it kind of like a Absolutely. freedom oh well when i stopped when i went through like a uh a period I think of reformation of my insides mm. yeah, <laughs> and like my brain and everything. Like there was just withdrawal without it being withdrawal mm -hmm. in, in a way. Um, I was coming back from Cuba. So I actually got Giardia, which is like from drinking the water. Yes. So, and I, and I wanted to say that it was all that, but I know it was also the alcohol and the drugs and the lining of my actual self, right. just like cleansing. But for, I mean, I was, I was free. I was happy. Uh, for sure. But I was definitely purging mm -hmm. quite a lot of myself. Um, and up till that moment, I just, I think the key word I settle with is the word depression. Mm -hmm. I was so depressed mm -hmm. without really absorbing it. I just, you know, I would drink, I would, I would pile more alcohol on just to numb whatever was there, which I didn't even know anything was there. I think honestly, it was just natural life. And then you drink on top of it and it feels more exacerbated because yeah. the main thing that I walk, walk with today is just normal. Days are just normal. Mm -hmm. Life is normal. Like it's pretty neutral. It's not, it's not crazy wild. It's boring at times. And I'm really okay with that. Word. Yeah. Like that word. And I have a new relationship. And so was I a mess? Absolutely. Yeah. Did I feel like a mess? 100%. Um, it took it. I don't know that it took me a long time to, regain a lot of composure but for a little while i was i was out of it i mean the the trip that i was on in cuba i was mm. like second step like something greater than myself will help lead me back to sanity like mm. i felt insane mm. while i was in cuba the choices i was making the conversations i was having i can barely remember certain things i was mm. so drunk from the day i left until i came back like wow. very, 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 probably the drunkest I've ever been. And that was like right at the end of your right drinking the, career. Right at the end. And then two weeks before that, I was on a beach uh, in Venice for 4th of July, just 
absolutely annihilated. Wow. Um, and so it just, it got worse and worse and worse. And I, what's crazy is that year I had taken a break. I took a three month sober, curious, needed break from alcohol. And I went and worked a gig in that March and it was just there. Every, all the drugs, all the, everything mm. was there. So I just jumped right back in. And then it was as if it was really, it was really bad from March to July. And then boom, done. Boom. Thank God. Yeah. Literally. Thank God. I noticed like right when I first got sober, I was like, I feel like when we're, you're similar to me in the sense of like when we drank, it was like almost, even though we drank, cause I drank alone a lot too. It was almost like every day had to have an occasion or every day had to have a party. So I like that you said like, it's fun to almost be boring yeah. sometimes. Cause mm -hmm. like it's not every day is a big event anymore, which I think back then I used to do in my head a lot. That's when you said that. I really make me like, oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I actually learned that from um, a character that Philip Seymour Hoffman plays um, in a movie with Joaquin Phoenix. And the name always eludes me, but it's hmm. uh, a movie about sobriety. It's set in the 70s. He gets in a terrible car accident. And I think it's he could get farther if he had legs. I, I always mess that up because it's such a weird title anyway. <laughs> uh, but Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in a group explains that concept. And I watched that on my first day of sobriety, very oh, wow. first day. Um, a person in my AA meeting that morning at 7.15 in Hollywood, you know, AM fucking recommended to me. I'm sorry, I cussed. That's okay. Oh, um, <laughs> he recommended that movie and I was like, great. I would literally take any advice that I could in the beginning of sobriety. Um, but he mentioned that word boring and it stuck with me. And mm. I just, every day I celebrate when it's boring. I'm like, great. I'm just going to nap. I love that. Honestly, Same. celebrate Favorite. the mundane. He's playing a gay character too. Oh. Very, very gay. It was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about straight people playing gay characters? I love it. You do? Yeah. Interesting. I love it. I mean, everyone has I'm a, a little, bitter Betty. Everyone has gay in them. And oh, like, you're so right. Like for them to be able to express that part of themselves, I mean, the idea of it taking it from a gay character, I almost find, I don't know, at times there's even more power in that straight person owning that gay character, I feel like it brings gayness even more into the public's eye um, because this straight person is playing a gay character, giving it more visibility rather than a gay character playing a gay role. Sweet. Five people right. came to the opening. You know, <laughs> I like that perspective. I mean, it's just my, you know, yeah, I yeah. get it. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> what do I want to circle around to now? Uh, you're a very interesting person, honestly. Thank you. So you, you do a lot of things. I do a, a like, literally on my tombstone it'll be my resume yeah because like, <laughs> i'm like okay you do the yoga uh-huh okay what else what else what else are you venturing into i always call myself a master of ceremonies that's just the best way to explain what i do i host anything that requires a person to stand in front of a crowd yes anything fashion shows uh cruise ship parties kids birthdays <laughs> literally anything you are Main the mc yeah like mainly of course yoga spirituality consciousness um drag gay anything um that's just a skill set mm -hmm. so i would say for example i leave tomorrow for a music festival it's called lost lands Ooh. it's happening in columbus ohio that sounds fun it's aggressive it's <laughs> it's literally head banging electronica right uh and i go there as an mc to host a stage that's all devoted to healing and discovery of self oh, so it's that. headbanger yoga and primal meditation and prehistoric breath work the whole theme oh. of the festival is dinosaurs um this is actually my first festival since COVID. so that's one job 
I also work at Honey Elixir Bar, which is a bar, but it also has a lot of potions, which are non-alcoholic cocktails. So that's really fun. I do that a couple nights a week. And um, I would never choose to go back into work at a bar, I think, unless it had this concept. The sober option. Yeah. I mean, it's my best friend's bar. So it's honestly, I get to be with her a lot. Um, And the faces that light up when I tell them. You know, because I, I can see them in their eyes. Like they're they're coming here because they've either heard that we have non-alcoholic cocktails, or they're there with a friend, um, and they don't drink, but they didn't know that we didn't have or that we do have non-alcoholic cocktails. And I always say, you know, this is our most popular. It's a margarita. This is our this. I personally don't drink, so I do I do the potions, and their faces just light up, and they're like, "You don't drink." Yeah, And they're like, I'm not alone. And it's Aww. like, it's one of the coolest concepts ever because I get to serve the masses. I get to serve yeah. everyone. You yeah. know, I don't have to make someone feel bad for drinking in front of their friend who doesn't drink. I get to make them feel comfortable and welcome. Uh, and then I also get to provide a service for someone who is sober yeah. and provide them with a potion. That's wonderful. It's incredible. Not gonna Honestly, lie. as I bartended for long, 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 long time. Same. And it's just like, I tried to get back into it <clears throat> excuse me i tried to get back into it and um i think it was like december ish i went to i started working at a little place downtown and i just couldn't do it i no. couldn't be around it no. I, it wasn't for i was like okay i've been sober for over a year why, why can't i do this like and i just couldn't do it i couldn't i don't know i just i would say 90 percent of sober people would say working in a bar is either a dangerous or be uncomfortable uh, or see just like not really smart. Yeah. But as, as I said before, like there is not one ounce of me that wants any sips or tastes of those alcohols. Yeah. Um, and it's based around my early on success with sobriety. There wasn't this like, I, that's honestly why I stopped going to AA meetings because it was so much, heaviness around mm. each person really wanting another drink and that i understand yeah i get it yeah. that's so you know real and valid and i didn't struggle with that so consistently hearing those point of views wasn't furthering my success in sobriety right personally like being around all the alcohol and all the drunk fucking people i'm like thank you so much that was yeah. my sober pill of the day yeah thanks for keeping me sober yeah um, you want another one though yeah cool. <laughs> tip me see you tomorrow um and yeah I, I really do. I think it's hard for a lot of people to even think of working in a bar. Yeah. So I, I get it. It wasn't, I don't think it was hard for me because I was like craving it or wanting it. I just Being honestly, it, yeah. I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I was looking at people and I'm like, you want another beer? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you've already had one. It's not enough. <laughs> well, and like to me, it's like, I would have never gotten sober until I hit my rock middle. So like, yeah. if you want to have another five cocktails, like sucks. Yeah. I get it. And, you know, come back when you're ready to have a potion. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like that. I'm going to offer it and I'm going to, I'm going to be an example of it because their eyes, the ones that are then drinking and drunk, I mean, their eyes look at me like, can I buy you a shot? I was like, oh, I don't drink. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're like, you don't drink. But like, what, what do you do with your life? And I get to spew all of these amazing things. And they're just like, what? So I'm making impacts in people's lives, literally yeah. by just being sober inside of uh, an environment. I always say I'm with muggles. Like, mm. you know, I'm kind of like a little witch yeah. in, in with the normalcy of the world right. who's just drinking and I'm sparking their interest by just showing up. I am, so you're a spiritual person. I, I sometimes, I have this theory in my head of like alcohol is almost like a dark entity because you can literally see people's eyes change. You yeah. can literally see their demeanor start to slowly change. You could just 
see everything about their aura, their essence mm -hmm. changes. Well, so alcohol directly relates to a concept called samskara. And scar, like the word scar itself, uh, is on the brain. Mm -hmm. And so habits create samskaras, grooves in the mind. And so when people fall into those habitual patterns and grooves with alcohol, especially an addiction, they sink. So it's like in alcoholism, it's called wet brain. Like when you're so drunk, your brain is like oh, sloshing like around. Mush. Wet brain. Wet and brain. so you're literally sinking into a part of your brain. It's like a vice grip. And so the reason the eyes are involved, the reason the speech is involved, the reason auditory is involved is because your brain literally sinks down into this ditch. And learning to reprogram these samskaras, spiritual, mental grooves in the body, that's one of the ways to clear addiction is lifting the samskara so lifting the ditch lifting the groove getting out of the like ditch itself of addiction um, and then the other part that it deals with is the second chakra which this is where addiction exists the color orange like your shirt yeah i love orange. um this so do i which is you know i'm gay which is sex second chakra i'm creative sex second chakra i have addictions second chakra wow. the color orange second chakra Ooh. so all of those things relate and so the element here is water and so when your addictions are literally taking you over it's almost like you're flooded so again wet brain mm. and then your whole body's flooded mm. so no matter what it's like you're sloshing around yeah and you disappear you're like out on the fucking sea of drunkenness and it's the main the main word spirit is always what i relate that's what we're seeing yeah we're, we're seeing spirits yeah like we're seeing this like doorway of spirits to travel through and like negativity i mean people get gnarly mm. mean yeah all right mean and that's probably not them yeah it really is like a version of their spiritual self opening up and bad stuff coming in I, it's another reason not to drink yeah exactly i think back to all the like horrible things i used to do that people would tell me about that i had no recollection of you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. my friends told me about this one time they picked me up um from a brunch and i'm like they were like yeah the whole ride home you were like hitting the back of our seats right. because we wouldn't stop and get another bottle of wine for you right I, and i'm like what do you mean i was hitting the back of your seat they were like you were like punching the car seat like the chair but from the back seat and i'm like it just like things like that when i would hear that and you kind of go into that dark moment of like oh my god Whew, i can't believe i did that but I'm, yeah. i'll still drink because right. i'll be able to like moderate it or anything and i tried the moderation thing it's bullshit it's bullshit i would have two glasses two glasses <laughs> of wine <laughs> so, and be like oh you know i'm fine and then i would always just keep going yeah. there's no there was no way for me to control it whatsoever yeah and i try to tell people that when they're like well why didn't you just like moderate yourself or you could probably drink at your wedding or something I'm like I, I can't drink yeah i can't i don't know how i it wasn't <laughs> i was never taught how to do it i was well, like i just no longer want to i don't want to yeah. yeah i don't want to it's just that simple i feel the liberation and the freedom and like you said earlier i don't have any desire to drink mm -hmm. i don't see people drinking and go like oh god that would be so good yeah. you know what i mean i'm not at that point anymore there was a time in the beginning of the sobriety i was at that point and now it's just like no 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 karen walker is the only person who actually made me want to drink from <laughs> yeah. will and grace and it was really crazy because i was re-watching it and i was like damn karen 
she's always drinking those martinis oh and my she God. just she just loves alcohol <laughs> and it was one of the first times in sobriety that i was watching something and i was like weird like she actually made me like it for a second. Like I don't want to, but watching Karen Walker, I was like, oh my God. It's actually where I got my drag name, which is Anastasia. Oh, well, like her, Anastasia, Anastasia, Anastasia Beaverhausen. Beaverhausen. <laughs> so I'm Anastasia Dupree because of her. I love that episode <laughs> with the taco time. Oh. You know what episode I'm talking about? Will and Grace, where she like, she where she uses the alias Anastasia Beaverhausen, yeah. that woman with the taco and the dog. Anyway. Oh yeah, to, pick, to <laughs> yeah. get, to go and eat. Off-brand tacos or whatever. She used the phrase gullet and yeah. it forever stuck in my brain. Oh so my I love God. referring to like my <laughs> mouth as a gullet. Now. Oh my God. That's good. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, unfortunately we're kind of ending the end of our little time today, That's but okay. I'm sure I'll be back. You will be back. Honestly. <laughs> um, do you want to plug yourself? Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram is the best. M O R E underscore my name, Reese R E A C E like peace, but with an R. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm very gay. I really like just love being around gay people. So it makes I don't have it. I don't have any straight friends, honestly. I only have straight friends. Do you really? Only. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not. I mean, just like gay people having or straight people having gay roles, you know, it's just yeah. I like being in the people, so to speak, but when I get around gay people, I just laugh and like I just love it. Oh, uh, well that's good. Well, you're gonna be back. So yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed having you. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to find us, you can go to the Sober Gay Podcast on Instagram or go to the Sober Gay at gmail.com to email us. Aubrey usually does this part, so I'm like off script right now. And I'm looking at the camera, which just turned off. <laughs> but um, our tagline to leave out is stay sober, girl. So until next time, stay, stay sober, sober, girl. girl.